0: Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you Lord because I am anointed to teach. Thank you Father God because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Let's get into the word. Glory to God. We're looking at our faith refresher course. And we're going through the course of faith again. Reminding ourselves of the importance of faith. The possibilities that we can experience through faith. Amen. Come on. How many of you have been following from the first day? First day? Okay. The second day? And today is the third day. Praise God. Now, uh, like we said before, the, we cannot over remind ourselves of the basics of faith and how to put our faith to work. It's very important. How to put our faith to work. You know, and it's important for us to understand that the child of God, and I said it, that that the child of God is born in victory. Praise God, the child of God is born what? In victory. Now, a lot of us, and most of us, including myself speaking, we have a lot of challenges that we're going through. You know, most times uh, people feel, well, you don't have problem. You know, I've even heard people tell me that you uh, you don't have anything, you don't have a problem. I said, well. Thank God for your faith confession. Because to most people, the the more you talk about your problem, the more you make people aware, you understand that? The more it makes you look sad. The more you are concerned. No. You see, rejoicing is an act of faith. Rejoicing is an act of faith. Paul says, Rejoice, I say to you again, rejoice. So you can. You know what David said? David said, Look at this statement. David said, This is the day the Lord has made. What's the next line? What does the word I will mean? Come on. What does the word I will mean? If I say, I will beat you. (laughs) <laughs> I mean you understand that I say I will beat you You say now nah, I understand Do you realize if I say I will beat you It means that I have decided I have made up my mind Do you understand what I am saying So it means that regardless Of what the day brought to David What was his choice His choice was to rejoice Are you following this now So you know um uh, you know, most times people feel, well, it's because there are no challenges. No, it's because, in spite of the challenges, we've made a choice of faith. You see, faith cannot be active without your will. You know, most people, most people say, uh, you know, uh, you know, life, life is full of problems. Yes. You know, sometimes people look at the life of Jesus and also felt that Jesus didn't go through stuff. You know, I'm writing a book right now on the arts of concentration in ministry. And you know what I I was writing about? I was writing about how Jesus believed in the disciples despite who they were. I'll give you an example. Thomas doubted Jesus. Judah sold him. Peter denied him. Bartholomew, we don't even know what happened to Bartholomew. How many of you remember there's a disciple called Bartholomew? We don't have an idea what happened to Bartholomew. After he was chosen, after they performed miracles, after the upper room. Apart from reading church history, no, the man did not even say opening prayer. (laughs) You know, most times when you read the Bible, you will think that Paul was chosen among the twelve. But yet, Jesus operated by faith and believed in them. Are you following this now? Now, if I constantly talk about my problems, I constantly wear my problems on my face. I am constantly weighed down by the weight of my problem. It means that there is no faith. Glory to God. And let me tell you something. As far as you are breathing, there will be challenges. You know, somebody say, well, life is a constant battle. Yes, because we are constant victors. We we constantly win. Are you following this now? Now, we talked about something yesterday. Luke chapter 17. Go back here now to Luke 17. And verse 5. I like teaching on faith. I'm telling you. It will change your life. Luke 17, verse 5. I wanted to say life 17, verse 5. But um, we should do Luke. <laughs> the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. And you know, when they prayed this prayer, in their mind, they were praying a good prayer. And Jesus would have said, Wow! You know, many people ask for many things, but you asked me to increase your faith. Well done. Jesus didn't say that. You know what Jesus said? Go to the next line. He says, And the Lord said, If you have faith, had faith, like a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry three, be uprooted and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. They talked to Jesus about increasing their faith. Jesus talked to them about using... The smallest side of faith that they have. What was Jesus trying to t- teach us there? The increase of your faith is by the exercise of your faith. Are you following what I'm saying? There are no faith giants. There are only men who have exercised their faith constantly. So when certain troubles come my way and I'm moved, it's not because I'm a pastor, it is because I've used my faith over time. Praise God. It's like when you go to the gym, right? When you go to the gym, you see several weights, kg, kg, yeah? Weights like that. You know in your mind You know <laughs> You know in your mind if you see a 60 kg weights and it's rubber, you see it line up. In your mind if you go to the gym right now they say, "Ah, go and take a weight to start." You know you will head for the 60 kg because in your mind You think you can carry it. But by the time you carry the 60 kg, you realize that what is in your mind and your actual muscle strength, they are two worlds apart. So what will the coach do? The coach might even ask you to go and join some women who are doing aerobics. (laughs) You understand? You might feel embarrassed. But the truth of the matter is that assumption is not faith. So, the coach will take you, I mean, nothing against ladies doing aerobics, please. You know, the coach will take you and join some women. And I'll be jumping, do squat jump and frog jump and jump up and all of that. You know, exercise. They'll say dance a little, build up your cardio. You will feel like, I'm a man. I, I don't need to be here. I need weight. No. You think you can, but you cannot. And that's the problem. That's why a lot of people say, but I trusted God. But I believed God. There's something called presumption. You presume that you had faith. You presume that you believe God. Because I'll tell you something, if you actually believe God the way you said you believed God, faith does not fail. It will produce results. So every time I'm trusting God for something, I don't get it, you know what? I go back to God. Where did I miss it? Do you realize that unforgiveness can stop your faith? In fact if you read this Luke 17, we're talking about Jesus started by teaching forgiveness. Let's go up. Luke 17.1. He said to his disciples, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks would come, but woe to him through whom they come. Can you imagine Jesus preaching? He's like standing on a prayer and saying, stumbling blocks are going to come. Jesus never taught his disciples to run away from problems. I don't know why we teach that. He he always told them problems will come, persecutions will come, things will be tough. But be of good cheer; I've overcome the world. Now look at this. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea that it would cause one of these little ones to stumble. I, I, I need to spend time to teach this verse. But it's very important that you understand that you should not lead people to stumble. Your life shouldn't lead people to stumble. That's very important. But let's go on. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times a day and returns to you seven times, say, I I repent, forgive him. The apostles now say, Lord, increase our faith. You know what the apostle was trying to say? It will take faith. I'm going to go to this because I'm talking about the use of our faith today. It will take faith to be able to walk in that level of forgiveness. In fact, that was the source of that statement about increasing. When Jesus told them how many times they should forgive, they said, Lord, we need faith. Because, and I'm going to talk about that, you cannot please God without faith. The Christian life is a faith-based life. Okay? So, let's go. To, let's see this now. I talked about this yesterday. How do we increase our faith? First of all, we acknowledge that it is in us. Philemon 1.6. Philemon 1.6. We acknowledge that the faith of God is in us already. Now, let me explain it this way. I'll use the example of the gym again, right? When you go to the gym, okay. I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective. How does it become effective? Through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. Now you realize that faith is in you. Come on, somebody say faith is in me. Say it one more time. Say it loud and clear. Say faith is in me. Say I have the God kind of faith. Now you must constantly acknowledge it. You must constantly be aware of it. Now, when you go to the gym, for instance, to, to lift weights or to train your muscles, the gym instructor is not going to give you muscles. You understand that? What is he going to do? Okay, let me say now, right? Uh, for every young... For every man here, uh, you can put it this way. Let me use men. It's, it's a bit, bit uh, better example for you to understand. For every man here, potentially they have six packs. Every man. Right? <laughs> you know, the one that shouted the loudest, yes sir. Is the one that has no pack at all. <laughs> all right, Okay, so you understand that now. So, potentially, every man has six packs. Right? But that six packs, you acknowledge it that is in you by Christ. Alright? Now, for that six pack to be effective... It's in you already. Now, how does it become effectual? Or how do we see it through your shirt? You now have to go to the gym every day. So, acknowledging that you have and the effectiveness of what you have is not potent except through exercise. So, I can acknowledge I have the God kind of faith. But then, it will not produce result until I exercise it. Now, it's not that the... Gym instructor is going to give you the six packs. The gym instructor is not going to give you the muscles. Your muscles are there already. It's in you. Are you following what I'm saying? What the gym instructor is just to do is what? Is to give you routine and disciplines to bring them out. I mean, for some of you right now, you don't look like you have any outer muscles in you. But if they take you through a one month intensive program, you will be amazed. Why? Why? We are acknowledging every good thing in you by Christ. So you can acknowledge and it's not productive because you're not using. So Jesus says, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say to the mulberry tree. Meaning that having faith, you have to put faith to work by action. Faith is voice activated. Okay? We're going to talk about confession. But you must understand that the second way to increase your faith is to do what? Is to plant your faith. Use it. Start believing God for ev- from little things. Glory to God. Use your faith. It might look very simple, but use your faith. You know, something, something happened today. Just uh, We need to go somewhere. And, and then... Somehow th- these things might look casual, but I've learned it and, and I'm gonna talk about that because the spirit of God was just putting that in my heart. Now, you know, we're going to somewhere we're gonna do a naming ceremony and all that, but usually it's very difficult to get a bike here. So we're like, Oh, uh, it will be difficult to get it back. No, I just said no, the favor of God is upon my life. I will get a bike instantly I step out. And I mean, I just stepped out of the office. I said it unconsciously, it wasn't like you know, and that's something I really need to teach in this faith series. Some people just feel faith is just. Uh, uh, I cannot be poor. I cannot be poor. I can't, no, no, no. It's not. It's not. What's what's where's Gideon? What's gragra in English? What's what, <laughs> it's not? Uh, what's that now? I don't know what it is. But you understand? It's not boldface. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not gragra. You know understand? What I'm okay. So <laughs> so I stepped out. <laughs> For those who are watching, I don't know what Gaga means, but just Okay. But then I stepped out, and someone who had, you know, one of the workers on the site who had gone to you know get something was just coming with a bike right there. I literally stepped out of the office and walked straight to a bike. Now I wasn't trying to say something of faith, but immediately that came upon me. My spirit said, no, you live in a different reality. Now, out of the abundance of my heart, I'll speak. I'm going somewhere. If you fill your heart so much with the word of God, when words come that are contrary to that reality, unconsciously, you would say the right words, it will align, listen to me, the occurrences of your life to fit in shape. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, I, I, I've been teaching faith for a long time. But there was something God showed me. I'm, I'm going to teach you tomorrow. But let me give you a bit of insight to it. Do you realize... I'm, I'm going to teach you tomorrow. Make sure you're tuning in to tomorrow class. Do you realize when Jesus says, No man will eat um, um, fruit from the animal when he talked to the fig tree. Do you realize Jesus did not say, I curse you fig tree. I curse you from today. Jesus did not say that. Do you realize Jesus just spoke words. And you know what the Lord told me? Put it in my heart. When you speak words that are not supposed to empower your life, you're actually releasing curses. When somebody says, there are no jobs. Do you realize there are no jobs? It looks like a normal statement, but that's just a curse being released. Because you are speaking against productivity and fruitfulness. While in Genesis 1.26... Do you remember the first words man ever heard was be fruitful? Are you following what I'm saying? So you don't have to say, I cost my life. I cost my life. No, no. Just keep saying unproductive things. I don't know why people don't like me. Keep saying it. This town. Ah! Somebody cannot even get food. Keep saying it. Until you know someone, you can't get a job. Keep saying it. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you look at the conversation of people, you realize that actually, it is bitter and sweet water flowing from the same stream. And the scripture says a double-minded man will receive nothing from the Lord. If your confessions are not consistent, your miracles will not be consistent. Come on, are you hearing this now? Alright, so you plant your faith. Then, the next thing is, you fill your heart with the word of faith. We talked about that yesterday. Romans ten seventeen. How does faith come? Come on, how does faith come? Romans ten seventeen. By hearing and hearing by what? I didn't hear you. The word of what? The word of God or the word of Christ. It's not by hearing the word of the government. It's not even by hearing the word of your pastor. You've got to hear the word of God from what your pastor is saying. And you know one thing I've seen about life? People want to operate in faith, but they are too busy to study God's word. You know what people want to do? They just want to put money in an envelope. Hmm? After I've just finished that, it's a man of God. You know, right now, people even give you seed like you're a policeman. (laughs) They don't want to go through the process. Praise God. They don't want to go through the process. You have to develop this process. I said you have to develop this process. You have to follow this process. You have to take the word of God. There's something very strong on my life. It's very strong on my life. If you come around me for a long time, you will observe it. The favor of God is very strong on my life. I experience favor. I experience favor. Amazing favor all the time but do you realize there was a time in my life for two to three years i was studying favor i was studying favor i studied esther i studied the children of israel i I mean i listened to favor messages looked at i mean listened to all kinds of messages on the favor of god of course by trusted teachers it became so part of my spirit that i do not I do not. I cannot see myself not walking in favor. In fact, I can't remember the last time I said people don't like me. I can't, because I feel, I I feel if you don't like me, you really have a problem. I'm the most likable person in this world. So I, I I I and I feel sorry if people don't like me because I don't feel it like. How do I put it? I don't feel it like something I should be concerned about. Because you know what? The favor of God works in my life Regardless of your likes Are you following this now? So And and then I start working in favor And the favor of God starts manifesting in my life Now what's somebody going to say? Oh, ah, pastor Just lay hands on me Of course, impartations of the spirit can come through laying of hands But you forget that those are maybe three years Or, or four years Of constant studying of the word of God putting the word of favor in my heart. Any area of your life. How did I come to the place where I started doing full-time ministry? I studied the word of God until faith came in my heart that God will supply my needs. It wasn't following... You see, you cannot just follow the example of someone if you have not heard the word of God in your spirit. That's what made the children of Israel to drown. The children of Egypt to drown. And the children of Israel crossed on dry ground. God told the children of Israel, go forward. He didn't tell the children of Egypt. So by the time the children of Israel were crossing on dry ground, Egyptians were, were saying, if Israel can cross, if our slaves can cross, I can cross. <laughs> and that's what some of you do. Somebody comes here and share a testimony. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! Praise Master Jesus! Jesus, Master the praise. You know, I gave my one month salary. Oh. And that day I told God. Baba, this is all I have. And the next day, they called me. <laughs> and now, I, I'm a manager somewhere. Ah! <laughs> the guy just pick phone, when there's offering, offering stuff. Pass, that's 737. Transfer, all the salary. And then he keeps his phone on. <laughs> and then he... The first call or no number is like, this is my job, this is my job. It's like, ah, your grandmother has died. <laughs> Why? Because we do not follow the examples of people. The examples of people shows us the possibilities in the realm of the Spirit, but we must have our own word. Listen to what I'm saying. Because this is where people miss it, mix it in faith. That word that comes upon your spirit is where faith starts from. Because faith begins where the will of God is known. So let me give you a typical example. Something that happened today. I'm just giving you a practical experience because this is a course. It's a refresher course. Something happened today. Uh, last, uh, maybe two days ago or something, within this week, I did a meeting for a church in India. I did a faith seminar for them. Um, about 45 minutes, teaching on faith. And uh, blessed, it was a large church. They had about 106 people on the Zoom platform watching the message. So, the pastor reached out to me today and says they wanted to bless me with $100. And he is like, 45000 50000 thereabouts. But immediately I saw the message, the first impression I had in my heart was to sow it back to the church. Right. Now, that's not an example. I've heard some ministers say that, but I'm not doing it because I've heard somebody say it. That was the first impression. And of course, if you are married or you have a faith partner or you have someone around you, sometimes it's good to... So I spoke to my wife about it, like, oh, this impression I have. And she goes, oh, it's fine. I mean, and we just came into agreement on that and I released it back and just blessed them back. Now, this is, this is the point I'm going. I've heard some ministers say that. I've heard some of my mentors say they did that. But I didn't do that just because I heard someone say it. Are you following what I'm saying now? Secondly, it also looks like an opportunity to be blessed. Financially. But then, God is my source. And I need to always be listening to God if I should take something or not. Are you following this? what I'm saying now? Now, you, you have to be listening to the Father. Because the Father can tell you, well, I want you to bless these people and take nothing in return. And that's my will for you. What will faith do? Faith will make me to be able to trust God that he will take care of me. Than when I just see the figure. i started making calculations. Woo. Woo <laughs> like, Where can you send it? If I have six accounts. Which one is closer to you? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Now. It looks funny. But this is where people miss it. So. The Lord can ask you. Give all you have. The Lord can ask you, go bless that person. Now, listen carefully to the... Please, please listen to this. Don't miss this. When you have that instruction from God, God is setting you up for something greater. Now, what people do is they try to teach it as a principle what should be a product of fellowship. Are 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 you following this now? The widow of Zarephath. What happened? The Bible says there were many widows in Zarephath, but to none was Elisha sent except to the one in Zarephath. That means if the Lord had told Elisha go to the widow of Zarephath, she just went and said, "Wow, well, I saw a plumpy window. This one has money." And how many of you know that if you if the Lord says go and meet a widow for for for, for finances, you will not want to meet a widow whose last meal. What, what will your mind tell you? This one last meal. Ah, you know what the last meal is? And then you met the woman and say, The Lord sent me to you. you. Say, I'm just gathering my last meal. I said it. I didn't hear God well. Are you following what I'm saying? But do you realize that by Elijah acting on that instruction, he got provided for, the widow got provided for, both of them were blessed because God was in that interaction. But what will a pastor do? A pastor will come on the pulpit and say, you know what? Bring your widow's might. Bring your widow's might. Bring it. Bring your last meal. God is going to multiply. God is not obligated to multiply your instructions. He's obligated to multiply his instruction. Because not only did God speak to Elijah, God also spoke to the widow. You are not to give without a corresponding witness in your heart. But this is not to say you become stingy. Every time there is a we say no witness. God has not spoken. <laughs> giving is also an act of faith. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? But you get what I'm trying to say here? So faith is not just a mechanical it flows out of that relationship with God. God will start giving you these conversations. These instructions. Praise God. Come on, are you still here? Alright, so we, we need to hear the word of faith. How did the woman with the issue of blood, Mark, uh, Mark five twenty-seven, come to Jesus? She heard about Jesus. You see, let me tell you something. Listen very carefully. And I, I think I sent this out. I don't know to what group. And I want to say this. Listen to me loud and clear. Don't miss this. You need to be careful with the kind of music you listen to. You don't have a business listening to all kinds of music and expecting your faith to grow. You hear God's word. The next thing you are hearing, I kill my mother. I kill my father. I kill my mother. I kill my father. I kill my mother. I say, man, this this beat is just entering my head. It, it, it is, you are destroying your life. Words transmit spirits. Come on, are you following what I'm saying? I, I don't know why people don't get it about music. I don't know why, and we have believers who keep arguing this. Words transmit spirits. Do you realize something that? Immediately you hear a blues song. Come on, what comes to your mind? Talk to me. Come on, what comes to your mind? I, I know what used to come to your mind before. <laughs> if I don't know, you can't catch us. What used to come to your mind before you were born again? Once you hear a blues song, what what come on? What comes to your mind? Romance, girlfriend, you start hearing songs, you left me alone. My heart is broken. There's a hole in my heart, only you can feel rubbish. There's no hole in your heart only anybody can fill. Jesus is the only one who can fill your heart. Stop singing songs of loneliness and not expect to walk in depression. My life is dark without you. Oh my angel, be my light. You constantly say your light, your life is dark without a girl. Is something wrong with you? And some of us think those are expressions of love. He says, You cannot express love with negative confession. (laughs) I remember jokingly, I say this all the time. (laughs) I jokingly, you know, I say about this. You know, some people ask you, Can you die for your wife? Like, no. Why? It's It's not an expression of love for me. Jesus has died for both of us. We really want to live. You know, people just, you know, when that intoxicating love is come, people see all kinds of things. Without you, I would die. Without you, I can't sleep. Lies. He gives his beloved sleep without a girlfriend. That's paraphrased version. You know, they look romantic, but you've got to... I'm not saying don't be romantic, but you've got to just make sure that your confessions are consistent. Hear me and hear me clear. There's nobody that will live your life. That your life will go down. You will cry for a while. You will feel sad for a while. You will block numbers for a while. You will change your DP for a, a blacker. After two years, Oga, okay, we will not even know someone left your life. So take it easy. That's the word of knowledge for someone. Okay. <laughs> Mark five twenty-seven. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, but I was talking about music, right? So you've got to understand, including some Christian songs. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Including some Christian songs. I have no helper. I have no helper. You know, no, no, no. You have a helper. The word of God says you have a helper. So instead of just singing, I have no helper, I have no You know, when you sing so strong, you start crying. You start thinking of your past. A, no. Those songs, listen, are taking faith away from you. Glory to God. Come on, I say glory to God. Uh you know one day I heard one of my daughter singing a Jim Ree song. Uh, fly away ooh, fly away fly. Oh, what are you singing? So I just like the song. I said that song is talking about death. Do you want to die? No, stop singing it. You cannot love beats above confession. It's your confession that governs your life. Not flying anywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on, I hear what I'm saying. Oh no, I, I don't really mean it. No, the spirit word does not know what you mean. Angels or demons are acting on your confession. Come on, are we talking about the faith refresher course? Are we going over this thing again? Are going over the basics again? Come on, the basics again. What's the basics? Confessions of faith. Good things always happen to me. I'm a child of God. Praise God. I'm born of the Spirit of God. The greater world lives on the inside of me. Don't say, I don't remember things anymore. Hey, I started forgetting. No, the Holy Ghost brings things to my remembrance. The Holy Spirit brings things to my remembrance. The Holy Spirit brings things to my remembrance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Mark 11, 23, 24, you shall have what you say. You know, one day I was trying to calculate something, and then I was struggling with it. I'm like, ah, but this is simple. And it it just came up on my spirit. You know how many times you say you don't know maths? I mean, if everybody who is close to me grew up with me, they would know that not only that I don't know maths, I don't like it. But you realize that there are some guys who just like maths. And you ask yourself, why do these people like maths? It's not because they know maths. The first thing to know any subject is love. Any subject, I tell you this Any subject you hate You cannot know Any teacher who teaches any subject that you hate You will hate the subject you cannot know So the first is you love your math teacher And for some reasons, math teachers <laughs> Are you what I'm saying? Do you get know what I'm trying to say? Now if you, if you observe this And this is very good That's why most times you cannot receive Impartations from a pastor you do not like And that's why I tell people, don't stay in a church where you don't like the pastor. Because when he's teaching, you'll be looking for faults. Paul says, the word we taught you, you received it from us first, as the word from God, which now works in you who believe. You cannot separate the gift from the message. Because in the gift is the message. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay. So, You've got to fill your heart with the word of faith. Now, four areas we need to use our faith for. Number one, we use our faith for salvation. Ephesians chapter, um, Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. We use our faith for salvation. So when the seed of faith comes in us, we couldn't get born again without faith. Ephesians 2 8. For by grace you have been saved through what? Through faith and that none of yourself It is what? The gift of God And we use the scripture to establish the fact that If you already got saved Come on, let me, let me put, this to, put this across to you And it's important What do you think is the greatest gift We ever got from God? It's salvation So if you already had faith in you To be able to get saved What more thing in your life do you think Will be difficult that that faith cannot bring? You already got the greatest gift Right? It's like, if I say this is the most expensive, well, what's the most expensive thing here? I'll say my Bible, not in terms of cost, in terms of value. Alright? Now, this is my Bible. If I've given you my Bible, there's nothing else here I can give to you. So, this is my point. If you already have faith, if you already have been able to stretch your hands to receive my Bible, it also means you can get anything here. Come on, are you still here? So you already have in you the measure of faith, and that's how you got saved by faith. You were saved by faith. You heard the gospel, you believed, and you became saved. Now that's the greatest. The second thing you need to use your faith for is to please God. Colossians one ten. Let's look at Colossians chapter one verse ten. Because faith is not just to get things from God, and that's where we really limit our faith most times. Our work is like, you know, my faith. I just want to use it to get a job. I just want to use it. Let me tell you something. Let me, let me explain a very basic principles of working with God with you. If you are the kind of person who seeks God and your heart longs after the kingdom of God, a lot of things will come to you naturally. A lot of things. A lot of things. Because it's, it's God's word. Just love God. He'll tell you what to do. He would, he would give you instructions. He would, he would put impressions in your heart. You would just realize, oh, if I follow this. Most times, the way I know that God guides me, sometimes when I don't follow the impressions of God that I feel in my heart, I, I look back and I see things uh, not going the way they should go. And I realize, oh, if I would listened to God, here, yeah, this would not have happened. It means that God was interested in this. Hallelujah. Come and I said, hallelujah. Look at this. So that you would work in a manner worthy of the Lord to please Him in how many respects? Come on, in how many respects? All respect. Bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So God wants you to please Him in every aspect of your life. How do you think this is going to be possible? By faith. God wants you to please Him in every aspect. Can you... Have you ever thought of the possibility that God wants you to please Him in every aspect? Your life, your sexuality, your finances, your relationship, your talk, your dressing, everything. God just wants you to please Him in every aspect. And somebody said, that's impossible. No! That's why faith is given to you. To be able to please God. Why? Because in Hebrews um, chapter 11 and verse 6, the scripture tells us without faith, what? Come on now. I didn't hear you. Without faith is what? It's impossible to do what? To please God. So how can I please God? By faith. Let me give you an example. Come on, everyone, look at this scripture. Romans six fourteen. Everyone look at this scripture. Romans chapter six verse fourteen. Romans six fourteen. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For sin shall not be master over you. For you are not under the law, but under grace. You know, some of us think like, when we are under grace, we can do anything we want. No, 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 no. He says, if you are under grace, sin should not master over you. Do you realize that a believer should not be mastered by sin? Yeah, I know it's getting quiet. Because this is not the area we like to use faith for. You know, if I had said, do you know that a believer should be driving a Lexus? Yes! <laughs> That's the problem. These material things are lower than these spiritual things. You need to learn to esteem spiritual things highly. Learn, learn it. Are you following what I'm saying? Do you realize that to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, you need to walk by faith? You need faith to operate the gift of the Spirit, the word of knowledge, to minister healing to someone? Hallelujah. You realize, for instance, if I call you right now and say, oh, somebody sick at the back, okay, well, go lay hands on them. What's going to be your default? Ah, man of oh God, man, I'm still learning. You know, you're not still learning. That's, that's lack of faith working right there. So, for you to be able to minister spiritual things, you need to walk by faith. You know, sometimes when I stay here and I'm, I give a word of knowledge, or I stay and I give a tongue, an interpretation of tongue, you think it's just... No, sometimes it's faith. I have an impression in my heart. I'm bold. There's, there's a proportion of faith in my heart and I give that. You can be wrong also. Let me tell you one key to getting, working in the, in the, in the realm of the spirit. If you want to walk in the gifts of the spirit and you're still conscious of yourself, you'll never walk in the gifts of the spirit. There are times you give a word of knowledge and you will miss it. Admit that you missed it. Don't try to turn it. All right? You look at somebody and say, "Well, I perceive in my spirit that you have two children." The man say, "I know I have two children." I say, "I'm talking of two. Do you have two notebooks on your table?" Say, "Yes." Say, "Yes, those are children in the spirit." No, don't do that. Just say you're wrong. <laughs> Are you, are you following this? Just say you're wrong. I remember one time I was, I was, I don't know where I was, but I think it was up north, maybe Abuja or something. I was giving words of knowledge and ministering to people, and I met this guy. And in my heart, I was so convinced this guy was a mechanic or something. And I said that, and he was like, it was not. I said, Oh, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. And then when I got back home, I was ministering before the Lord and just finding out what went wrong. And the Lord told me, Well, you're ministering and giving accurate words of knowledge, and you got too excited and got over the flesh. And that's where you missed it. You just, you know, by the time you... And that's why sometimes, if you've been in this ministry for a while, you can realize, I can just walk and give one, two, word of knowledge, and then, bam, I'm done. And in your heart, you'll be like, Ah, Papa, go deeper. It's that point. It's that deeper point. You now step out of the Spirit and step into the flesh, and then you start... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You've got to just stay by the rules. Was it on Wednesday? I think on Wednesday, I gave a word of knowledge about someone who went somewhere... The prophetic house, and it was exactly two weeks. Yeah, the person met me at service. It was exactly two weeks. The Thursday it was a Wednesday. The Thursday service would have been exactly two weeks that he went there. But spot on. How did I get that? It's proportional faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Come on. I said, what? The proportion of faith. So you also need faith to work in the gifts of the Spirit. If you're not using your faith to work in the gifts of the Spirit, you'd not be able to use them to manifest the kingdom of God. God can show you what's wrong in your job. Praise God? Are you, are you still here? So faith is not just to get a job, get a wife, get children. Faith is also to... Release the kingdom of God to subdue kingdoms and to implant kingdoms. Hebrews 11. By faith, they subdued kingdoms. It means that, the, the, what does a kingdom mean? A governing affair, a rule, a rule you know, a, a, a governance system. It means that there was a governance system on this place, but when these people came, they changed it by faith. What's the perfect example that comes to our mind? Daniel in Babylon. He changed the operating system of Babylon. And they began to worship God instead of worshiping Baal. One man used this faith for that. So I want you to see this whole thing about faith is just bigger. You can start using your faith to walk on your street. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can start using your faith to walk on that your friend who is not born again. You can start using your faith to walk on teenage pregnancy. You You can start using your faith to possess a... City, a nation, a territory, a sphere of influence. You know, <laughs> I like to travel. Okay, I know most of you. You are not happy about the COVID. I can't forget one time. calling all church members. How are you? How are you doing? I say, Ah, Pastor, we thank God. Are you not be able to travel for a long time? <laughs> okay, you know, but. I was like, oh God, I think I just need to preach You know, I just like preaching to the nations Just like ministering to people from other nations And I just prayed about it And just, yeah, meditating before the Lord And in In like about two weeks Had like four invitations Alright So preached to that church in India over Zoom And uh, preaching to a church in Uganda Doing their Bible study tomorrow and then I'm preaching to another church uh, Wednesday, next week Wednesday in Namibia. I mean, I got like four four churches, different countries that I'm preaching. To. Although I still, I'm not the, I'm not a fan of Zoom and technology meetings, but I can manage it now. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? You can use your faith in that direction. Your faith can open doors for you. You don't need to beg any man. Do you understand? You need to go to the Father and release your faith in that direction. You don't need to now go on Facebook. I'm available for meetings, call 080, you don't need that. Because faith does not give a hint. You can't be believing God for something, of course you can share with your brother to agree with you and pray with you. But you can't be believing God for something and you know that the person who has that, the capacity to make the thing to come to pass is there. And then you start putting all your needs out there so that the person will hear, if peradventure adventure God will touch them. See, God will not touch them. You can't put God in a box. And I can give you a biblical example. Do you remember Joseph told the the guy, he says, when you meet the king, remember me. Do you remember? And what the scripture was very clear. There's no word in the Bible that is just there to fill up spaces. God was not trying to write an essay. You know how you write essays in those days and you have forgotten all the points. You just keep writing English, writing, 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 accounting. How many? 500? I mean, remain I 200. Now I say, for example, <laughs> now, you realize that? The scripture says, and he forgot Joseph. Do you know what I believe? I absolutely believe if Joseph had not made that statement, he would have left prison earlier. Then you remember, when the whole dream, in fact, when the dream started, God orchestrated the dream and the line, orchestrated all of that and caused Joseph to come out. Sometimes this marketing and branding and forwarding we are doing ourselves that this world is teaching us. Put yourself out there. Let them know. Tell them. What you don't know, people will not know. Put it there. Blow your trumpet. If nobody will blow it for you, be careful. Some of you will just delay your years of promotion. Because You must learn to trust in the Lord. Oh, I mean I'm very grateful to God you know one day I was thinking and I realized that from a small little street in worry the Lord has opened the doors and I've literally preached in about 14 countries of the world absolutely not having to beg any man faith in the fact that Jesus is the open door are you following what I'm saying? This will work for you in ministry. It will work for you in business. Are you following what I'm saying? I was reading a book by Don Norrie, the man who who, who published um, Dest- the owner of Destiny Image. Very fantastic book on supernatural destiny. And he said something. He said when the Lord called him to publish destiny, uh, to start Destiny Image, he says, "I want you to publish the prophets. Publish books that many people would not like to publish. Publish books that are just c- upcoming, that speak of a purpose." And he says, the Lord told me I'll be your marketing manager. And I'm telling you, that's the guy that published Mass Moreau first. I mean, that phrase got to me. I says, I will be your marketing manager. You know what? And destiny image is big. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you this story. He said one time, listen carefully to this story, he said one time, there were $5,000 dollars Behind schedule. If they didn't pay that $5,000, the whole company was going to crash down. $5,000 should be like, right now, how many? Maybe a dollar is about 450 something, nah, 56 times 5,000. Do the maths at home. <laughs> but you realize this a guy came and wanted to offer him that money, but he's going to cut corners or something was not right about that money. So, he but he was under pressure. They needed to pay the money the next day. I'm talking about faith. How to use faith to possess the promises of God. He said, but when he laid on his bed to sleep, he's, on his, he's in his book Supernatural Destiny, by Don Norris Sr. When he laid on his bed to sleep, the Lord told him, you know you shouldn't have collected that money. He called the man back the next day. Returned the check of $5,000. We're talking real faith now. Return the check of $5,000 I was like, you know what God Whatever you want, just do The next couple of hours A mail arrived There was a check for $5,000 I think when he collected the money He stayed with him for like 3 days He was battling between, You know those kind of money now Some of you collect from your boyfriends You know that this I have collected Is going to result in this so you start battling. Should I take? Should I not take? Should I take? At one point you are justifying. At one point you are not justifying. At one point you are not. Justifying. Have you opened the phone? Say it's still the carton. You know that carton is. And God is saying return the phone, but you know that ah. But I need to pin and all of that. You know when you have all those battles, you lean into the flesh and the spirit. It's the war between the flesh and the spirit. Let me tell you, every temptation you fell into, you could have overcome. You just yielded, yielded, and justified certain things. So. he returned it and a couple of hours later a check arrived in the mail an insurance man in Hawaii the Lord spoke to the man and said send a gift of $5,000 to Don Nori. he wasn't publishing a book he wasn't doing anything he said he was an insurance man not like a very wealthy man and the check was dated three days that means that at the very time that need came, and he was contemplating collecting that money, actually, God had arranged the provision. But this is what I believe. If he had not returned that money, somehow, somewhere, this money would not have gotten to him, he would have walked out of the will of God. Because what you compromise to get, you compromise to constantly keep. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, to the examples I want to give you there. I need to finish now. The, the example I just gave now who looked like he had more faith in that story Donori right well you're wrong <laughs> not Donori Donori is a big man he's a publisher people know him have you ever considered that that insurance man in Hawaii who had no book to publish had such a walk with God that God could trust him to send $5,000 to another of his servants in another country Without expecting anything in return That, right there, is faith You know why I know his faith? How was God <laughs> able to speak to this man To release that amount of money so, so, Listen, he was not sowing a seed He was not publishing a book And God gave him the name of who to give the money to And told him the amount. And that man obeyed. It's like when we talk about Paul. We are so big on Paul. But we forget a certain disciple called Ananias. That the Lord spoke to. And said, this is my servant. Go sort him out. Go lay hands on him. him." Do you realize that if Ananias had not interacted with Paul. We would never have Paul. Sometimes in church. We make the mistakes. Of we constantly make the mistake of always putting the big names as examples of faith, and we forget God's hidden soldiers, who stay obedient to God all the time, causing the will of God to be fulfilled. Right? You know, when people see me today, watch me on live stream, like my book, buy my books. You know, sometimes people will forget the nights where my mother literally would lay hands on my head and pray for me all through the night so that my head would just be correct. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So that. One rapper used to be a pastor son. said, we said it. We said it. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? And that. Desire for spotlight and showmanship sometimes makes us not to obey God in things that would not make us popular let me give you an example God sends you to a village right now and says you know you are an educationist (laughs) say pastor use another example but you know what in that village children will never have good school based on this Nigerian system that we have right now but I need you to go there And go and start something for them. You know the first thoughts that will come to your mind in this swag age? Who will marry me? Because immediately you tell your fiancé that you are going to the village. You tell you that, well, uh, let me pray about it. I will will get back to you. Are you following what I'm saying? It will take faith to obey God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We yield ourselves to you today. That will just be this whole supernatural sword of faith as we go through this faith refresher course. And in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your heart for our lives will be made manifest. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Okay, let's uh, quickly just uh thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.